my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off Podcast Show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. How are you doing today, beautiful people? I hope you've had a great week. Today, I have my guest. Her name is Alicia Parchment. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Beautiful. So Alicia is going to introduce herself and we're going to get into our conversation. Just remember that the HR Sound Off podcast show is by an HR professional for HR professionals. So if you want to join the conversation, just send me an email. Let me know. We can make it happen. Alicia, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good, good. So let's start off by telling everyone who is Alicia Parchment. Tell us a little bit about your your story in terms of how you got into the HR space, where you are now, and how you got here. Okay, so who is Alicia Parchment? I am, I would say, a HR professional by day and a content creator by night. Um, I have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which really has 2,500 subscribers and counting, so growing that community. Beautiful. Um, I've also got a Instagram and TikTok where mm-hmm. I share some of my video content from YouTube on there too. Um, I would say I'm an, an advisor in some ways to mm-hmm. my community. Right. Um, and I would also say that I am a, a coach to some. Mm-hmm. I coach mm-hmm. uh, HR professionals who are entry level going mm-hmm. into the profession. Um, so a little bit about how I basically got to where I am now. Yeah. Um, so I would say I'll go back to when I was in sixth form. Okay. Uh, I was actually thinking of going into law previously. So I actually really? did a lot of work experience. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I did a lot of work experience within um, law and legal. Um, and that was a, a path that I thought I was going to go down. And a lot of people did think that was going to be me. But mm-hmm. I changed my mind when I decided to study psychology at sixth form. Okay. Um, so I am very interested in people's, like just the way that people behave mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. they are. So I yeah. thought that would be really, like that would be a good avenue to go down. Um, so in university, I decided to pick psychology as well. Um, so I did psychology and in my final year, that was when I could choose modules. So I actually chose a HR module because I was thinking, you know what, I'm really interested in this field. I right helping people and I like mm-hmm. to support people on their journeys because mm-hmm. a lot of people saw me as like an advisor at school and also I was yep. a mentor and so um I chose that path I just wanted to find out what HR was all about mm-hmm. um when I did that module it it was so interesting to find out like what HR was all about what are the recent trends like what are the challenges yeah I got really engaged in it and mm-hmm. that was like one of the best modules that I, I did. <laughs> so Awesome. I decided to move forward with it and continue further. Mm-hmm. And once I graduated, I did a master's degree mm-hmm. in HR. 
Mm -hmm. um, in that year, I said to myself, I want to make sure that whilst I'm studying, I'm also trying to find opportunities to get experience in HR because in right. my undergrad, I didn't really get the option to do much work experience. Mm -hmm. I made it my mission. Like I was like, I'm going to get a part-time job in HR, do something. Right. Um, so I did a, a volunteer, I was a research development, learning and development assistant. Mm -hmm. for three months um doing that once a week alongside my studies and mm -hmm. then once I did that I was also a recruitment um consultant but volunteer only for a week though because COVID happened right um, so I um once that kind of happened I didn't really have that position anymore mm -hmm. so that was when I decided whilst I was doing my dissertation to start uh HR Talks Leash, which is my YouTube channel mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was looking and searching for um resources on YouTube and on the internet to help myself and I couldn't really right. find anybody that looked like me right. um, providing that information so mm -hmm. I just decided to start that channel in uh, April 2020 mm -hmm. um and, and can you just describe for the audience that is that can't see you what do you mean when you say people who didn't look like you um, so when I say people that didn't look like me, I mean, I am a young black woman. Um, mm -hmm. and in this space, um, mm -hmm. there's not many of us, I right. would say, especially, um, my age as well coming, right. coming up. I feel like I wanted to be someone who could be a representative. Um, so people saw, who saw me yeah. could re connect and relate. Connect and relate to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons as well why I, I decided to, to do mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. so, so, mm -hmm. Go on, tell us. Just getting to where I am now and how I got yes. now. Um, I actually applied for an um, internship. Mm -hmm. I was studying my dissertation and whilst I started HR Talks with Leash. Um, and that internship, I'm actually still at that organization now. So I, I work at a global software company called Dassel Systems. Mm -hmm. and um, I, I was really happy that I got that position, um, yeah. because it was my gateway into the profession and where I am now. And I've learned mm -hmm. so much. I've, yes. I've developed within the two and a half years that I've been there mm -hmm. been twice. So I was, a, um, after eight months, I became wow. a HR administrator. Mm -hmm. And just recently I started my new role as a career and performance partner. So basically mm -hmm. specialized HR business partner, specializing a lot in career development. Yeah. And I just want to say that it's, I, I can't believe, in some ways I can, and I can't believe where I am now because right. um, I, this was kind of what I dreamt of in a way, like mm -hmm. I wanted to get into a space where I could be helping people on their career development journeys yeah. and especially being able to do that in HR and being able to um, explore different horizons, mm -hmm. the different parts of HR because it's so vast yes it um, it's I'm just grateful that I'm able to do it in the organization I'm in now yes that's awesome I am so proud of you Alicia Thank you. <laughs> and I have to say um so I found you on Instagram and I absolutely love your content Thank and you. um for me this is one of the things I really get excited about when I get to meet really great HR people especially 
young and upcoming finding that passion very early because I also know it can fizzle out just as fast as you find it depending mm -hmm. on the role that you take and the organizations that you end up in um, but the fact that you've done so much in such a short space of time um, is really speaks to your passion your tenacity your energy um, and just your drive to see and educate other HR people who are looking for that information and they can't find it, but also looking for that information in someone, like, as you said, looks like you, because that's part of the reason why I started my journey, because I couldn't find anyone that was on this path that I'm on that looked and sounded like me. Mm -hmm. And so I know for me, the, the hurdles that I had to overcome to get here, but mm -hmm. I am so glad that I stayed the course to be here. So my first question to you, what are some of the hurdles that you had to overcome in order to continue to, to push yourself to be where you are today? Um, so I would say, I would say there's quite a lot of personal um, hurdles for me. Yes. Um, so I am a little bit of a, I would say, perfectionist. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I'm also an overthinker. Mm. Um, and I think that those those aspects of who I am, um, sometimes it, it made me question if I should be in the positions that I'm in today. Mm -hmm. um, especially because, as, as you mentioned, and to be honest, I every day I'm thinking, wow, I, I have actually done so much in this amount yes, of time. You have, you have. Um, coming from uh, a HR intern to basically a, a HR business partner. Yeah. Um, I would say my mind sometimes I questioned if I was yes. enough for this role because of my mm -hmm. age, have I got enough experience? Am yeah. I um you know, how am I going to struggle with the environments that I'm I'm going into, especially mm -hmm. with the workplace? And you know, as I said, who, who I am as an individual, I'm a young right. black woman. I, I would say, you know, it, it is difficult sometimes to navigate and try and get to these higher level mm -hmm. positions. Um, so I think I've I've really tried to kind of um, push myself to to believe in my journey. I, I think that yeah. overall, for me, overall, I've got a vision. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a vision that I'm trying to get to and any obstacles that I've tried to to come into my way I look at how I can how can I overcome that who can I talk to yeah so I've got, I would say I've got quite a good um relationship with people within my organization yeah. um especially my manager and uh, my previous manager um as she looks like me and you know when I got into this organization I was like wow I want to become I want to get to that level level senior management because she's she was a senior manager right and, you know you don't really see many people like who look like us who are in that those positions so I was yes. grateful that I had that to look to and mm -hmm. my um what drives me is that because I want to get to those positions my community who are who are looking to me to mm -hmm. you know inspiration can also see that so if I continue to level up then you know, we can all level up. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Uh, that's how I see it. So I try to make sure that any kind of personal, like, things that get into my mind that make me think, yeah. oh, I, I, can do I, I just try and cut that out. And it's, yeah. it's hard. It is. Uh, but, you know, I, I know what the end goal is. I know what the vision is. So. Right. 
Very good. So essentially, that thing that we all face from time to time, imposter syndrome, right? We get in our head, we stay in there a bit too long. So if I could give you a piece of advice, it would be find the positive self-talk, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be here if they didn't see something in you that made them hire you or promote you, not once, but twice. So bear that in mind. <laughs> there must be something about what you're doing, that you're doing it right. And they're saying, okay, let's promote Alicia because there's something in her. We could see the potential. She's working really well. So remember that. Give yourself kudos. And I always tell myself, well, one of the exercises that I do, especially in the moments when I'm feeling inadequate, or the imposter syndrome sets in for me. I have a gratitude jar. Mm. So when, you know, there are moments where stuff has happened and it's really good, I will make a note of it and I stick it in that jar so that on the days when I'm feeling like, am I really enough? Am I good enough? I go in that jar and I grab something out of it and I look at it and I and I look at the date that I did it. I look at what it was that I did and I go, wow, okay. That's just the pop, that's just the negative side of me that's talking. I'm not going to give it power because look at all this other good stuff that I've done. Exactly. Yeah. So no, that's if, great. Yeah. So if I could give you that piece of advice um, and I hope you receive it, that would yeah. be my advice to you. You know, just remember you can't, you, you don't get where you are unless they see something in you to help move you, to want to move you forward. Okay. And if, as long as it doesn't look, look, feel, or smell like a duck, in other words, it doesn't look like it's a DEI exercise, but that they mm -hmm. really see value in what you're bringing to the organization, then take it for what it looks, feels, and smells like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah? I'm taking that. <laughs> <laughs> But what advice would you give to young people who are looking to get into the HR space? Because I think it's one of those fields where I have quite a few guests that come on my show. And whenever I ask them this question, they go, well, you know, when I was younger, I never thought about being in HR. It's not that thing that you're told is mm. an option, right? And it's true for more, like, if you ask a kid now, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're not going to say, I want to be an HR professional. They don't even know what HR is. So yeah. how do we, how do we change that? How do we reframe that? What are some of the things that you think we could be doing now to inspire and encourage the younger generation to get into HR? I think that we should be showing the younger generation that you, HR is not just like a, a transactional, mm -hmm. you know, Yes, there are parts of it that have to be, but I think there's a lot of creativity and innovation that mm -hmm. HR bring to the the career. Mm -hmm. and, um, what we need to do in order for us to change that is we need to be, and this is one of the things that I want to do actually, we mm -hmm. need to be going to schools and talking about our journeys um, and showing the younger generation that HR is actually a very, it's a really vast career. I, I, I think a lot of people think, when they do start to understand more about it, it's like, oh, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just payroll or it's just admin, exactly. hiring and firing people. But mm -hmm. so much more to it. Like, take me, for instance, going into this career and development path and specializing right. in this. When it comes to learning and development and career development, you can, from that even, you can you can take that to be um, coaching and mentoring managers and employees. Yes. 
you know, thinking of new strategies and mm-hmm. um, ways of, of working which are going to benefit and, and, and help those employees and managers on their missions to, to um, you know, ensure that they're getting to those strategies that they're mm-hmm. trying to, to, to implement overall for the business. There's, there's just, I think we need to bring the passion into HR. Like we need to yeah. show fire that like mm-hmm. what HR is about and, mm-hmm. and how we all enjoy it within our own ways. Cause I, I do enjoy my job and I feel like I've, I'm in charge of my journey. Yes. I've, created this path for myself based on the visions that I've had so we need to be showing young people that you can create whatever you want for, for yourself mm-hmm. you can create that and if it's within HR it doesn't have to be what you think it is it can be what you want it to be yeah I think that's what we need to be doing to be honest um <laughs> I, people- I love it I agree yeah I think that um associations especially like CIPD um could get into the community more, get into the schools more. Um, I think because they are where most HR people tend to gravitate towards, whether it's CIPD or SHRM or your local HR chapters, whatever they may be in your country. Um, there, Some people do, some organizations do have community programs, but a lot of us don't. Yeah. And so to your point, I really do think that it's something that we could do better in terms of getting into the schools, getting into the colleges and getting into universities and having those conversations and not just waiting for job fairs. No, exactly. (laughs) Shouldn't be. And I I also think like creating environments where young people can go to to just talk to other professionals about HR. One thing that I think I want to try and do in the future is like hold like social events where, Mm -hmm. you know, just have the option to talk to just younger people in the profession as well, because I feel like there yes. are a few young um, HR professionals. Absolutely. Not, there's not a lot of us who mm-hmm. are you know, showcasing what the profession is. Because yes. when you, you look at what students kind of see when they're, they're thinking of what I want to do when I'm older, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's engineering, you know, all of those main professions that there's a lot of people going into schools doing that, but with HR, not mm-hmm. so much. So I agree yes. with you, especially with the CIPD. There's a mm-hmm. lot more that I think the CIPD could be doing. Um, yes. But there are communities are up and coming. I am starting to see yes. uh, specific communities um, mm-hmm. and individuals who are sharing their stories. So mm-hmm. I think we just need more of that. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I think one of the communities that I really admire a lot from the UK is the Black Women in HR. Yes. By yeah. Desi Okajoy, yes, I think that she's doing a fantastic job with that community specifically, Definitely. and what she's trying to achieve through her conference in raising awareness, educating around HR, but very poignant topics that really need to be discussed. Mm-hmm. But also, I love the way she uses young people in HR in the planning in you know, in presentations, she's very diverse and inclusive in her, in her speakers and making sure that she gets good audience um, passing through as well. So kudos to, they say that this episode is not sponsored by Black Women in HR, but um, I do think (laughs) she does. I think she's doing a fantastic job. Amazing. I I went to the first conference. uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, I attended and I saw you were speaking, I'm sure, yes. at that conference. Yeah, I remember. Yes. 
presentation. Like I downloaded everyone's um speeches and presentations. I was downloading the resources. I loved it. Great. And I liked the fact that we had the option to go into um those breakout rooms and talk to different like it was great yeah yeah. yes very very good and the fact that she started it during the pandemic again major kudos to her most people underestimate the power of process they stick it in the back seat and forget about it until it's too late but they shouldn't processes run the world literally all of it stopped supermarkets on-time trains and safely landing planes are all made possible by systems of intricate interlinked processes. They are the secret sauce of every great company and HR teams are responsible for some of the most important processes of all. Onboarding employees, building teams, crafting culture. These vital systems are the lifeblood of every organization. That's why this episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show is brought to you by Process Street, the process platform of choice for HR teams around the world. Process Street is a no-code platform that lets you transform your most important HR processes into powerful workflows. Design beautiful employee onboarding experiences with extreme engagement that increase inclusion and reduce turnover. Sync tasks into Slack or Microsoft Teams, automate emails, handoffs, and so much more. Thousands of teams, large and small, trust Process Street to manage their most important people processes, like Salesforce, that use Process Street to onboard all the 3,000 Slack employees after the $27 billion acquisition. You can learn more and sign up for a free account at www.process.st. I want to touch on something quickly. The time is moving along. Why is it moving so quickly? I feel like I could talk to you about so many different things, Alicia. One of the things I want to talk talk to you about is, like I said, I found found you on Instagram through your content, which I think is absolutely fabulous. Um, I think that this is one of the areas where a lot of HR people struggle in terms of social media presence. So what made you decide to start posting about things relating to career development on social media and what advice would you give to people who may be stuck in their heads or feeling a little bit hesitant about it from an HR perspective because I feel like I can't talk about this enough when it comes to HR people showing their knowledge and their expertise I sing it on LinkedIn all the time uh, but from a social media perspective what are your thoughts I know we have to be careful, especially as HR people, but tell me what you think. Yeah, no, we definitely have to be be careful. But I would say um, posting on social media, the reason why I decided to start posting on social media is because it's a massive platform. Like we know that now is kind of like at the forefront of everything that we're doing. Yeah. And I feel like by posting on social media, I can reach to audiences, not just mm-hmm. where I am, but, um, you know, globally um across the world yes um, and then be inspired and influenced um by you know career development and prospects when it comes to hr Mm -hmm. i think for me specifically so what i'm specifically posting is Mm -hmm. more 
for my, my target audience is more for entry level um, right. professionals who are trying to get into HR and yes. are struggling when it comes to, um, you know, um, refining their CVs to make mm-hmm. it tailor it to a HR job description. Yes. And I think with social media and the ways in which we can be creative with that, it draws mm-hmm. in the attention of, um, especially for my target audience, but also other audiences in general. Yeah. Um, how can we, how can be, we be creative in the way that we um, share information with others? Mm-hmm. So especially like with, um, let's say, TikTok and Instagram Reels, for example, yeah. there are loads of sounds that, you know, people, mm-hmm. they're, they're, mm-hmm. guys that they're getting into it, they're getting popular. Yes. I love the voiceovers. Yeah, the voiceovers. <laughs> and like, you know, you hear those sounds, you're going through your reels, and I'm thinking, how can I relate that to HR? HR. Exactly. Exactly. And I've done that. Um, there was one time where I, I myself was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Because, you know, these these sounds, sometimes you don't know how you can relate it to yes. HR. Yes. I sat down and thought about it when I was like, you know what, I'm going to use this sound Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna create it in a way where people are gonna get it. Mm-hmm. And I think with social media, sometimes you've just gotta you've just gotta do you've just gotta do things. You, you mm-hmm. can't just sit on it. You've just gotta try things. Right. Like, some things might not work. Some things do, and you'll yeah. you'll see you you will yeah. see if it's or not. But you're never gonna know if you don't try. So exactly. That's why to experiment with social media, and I would really advise HR professionals who are thinking about mm-hmm. content on social medias to, to just go for it because exactly. this is social media is the this is our lives now really yes, like it is it really is it really is it into what mm-hmm. we're trying to show yeah I definitely agree with you uh it really is a medium that we can take advantage of it's just to how we use it mm-hmm. to the best of our ability at the end of the day, if we share not if we share our knowledge, our experience, then people will gravitate toward us because of the content that we're providing. What I do, what I see a lot of, is I see a lot of there are so many really good HR people on social media. I don't know if you follow um, Vanessa Sargent from People Culture Collective. Yes, She's I from do. Australia. I absolutely yes. love Van- uh, Vanessa uh, oh, Veronica. Yes. Sorry. Um, Veronica, forgive me. (laughs) Um, But Veronica is doing a fantastic job and really has dominated the internet with her videos. And very seldom does she speak. Very seldom does she speak. But those videos are fire. And um, I'm sure there's so many other, Dan Daniel's face, um, Dan in HR, and he shares a lot of stuff about recruitment as well. And there are a few other people that I'm finding that I, I really do enjoy in terms of the content that they share from an HR perspective, whether it's scenario-based or field-based. There are opportunities for you to share content. So if you're mm-hmm. thinking about it, then I would say give it a try. Experiment, yeah. as you said. Be a scientist. That's what HR is all about. We are scientists, right? We experiment. We test um, products and services in our organizations all the time. So test your content and see where it lands and what whatever people gravitate towards, then you can make those changes. Exactly. And if I can just quickly yes. add to that. Sure. <laughs> but, yes. Um, <laughs> 
me making the content that I make, I, I've actually kind of transferred my, my knowledge to my organization at the moment. Mm-hmm. So the way that we even communicate now has changed because yes. we communicate a lot through video. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that engages people. So it's like you could start something on social media and then mm-hmm. the organization can, you know, see that skill that you've got. And you can even exactly that at work. So exactly. Definitely. I totally agree with you. And thank you for adding that. So you are busy. You're busy in your career. You're busy on the side doing your things in terms of building your content, building your communities from an HR perspective, which I absolutely love um, that you've found a way to create and build, maintain community from an HR perspective. Now, outside of that, you're a human being. So (laughs) what do you do to take care of yourself and make sure that you are not burning out? So I love the gym and I think the gym is my outlet. So every morning, well, this has only been consistent since the start of this year, but I've been gym now for probably about five years on and off mm-hmm. but um it's the start of this year I said to myself every morning before work so five days a week I'm gonna go into the gym and just start my right. day that way Beautiful. sometimes I struggle to get out of bed in the morning I'm not gonna lie but yeah it's a struggle <laughs> but mm-hmm. once I'm the gym after I've done my workout because I'm into like weight training and stuff right I always feel good and I always mm-hmm. feel ready day so I think that's definitely one thing that I um helps me just mentally um Mm -hmm. I also say that um I try and fit in time to like see my family and just Mm -hmm. kind of go out and see friends because I live on my own um I I need to make sure that I'm socializing with other people yes yeah okay I have to fit it in because Mm -hmm. I know that what I'm doing now you know I'm working and then after work I'm working on my brand yes um I have to make sure that I'm adding in some time, even if it's on the weekend, um, just to just to see my family and my friends and go out and do things. Because mm-hmm. I think I, just constantly working, then yeah, just gonna take it takes a toll on me when I do that. Because there's been periods where I've just been constantly working and I'm just it takes a toll. Yeah, And I would say I just try and keep up with like maintenance like do my getting my nails done and just like you know mm-hmm. like you know I'm yes. trying to incorporate spas because I said mm-hmm. to myself if I get to a certain um point so certain goals that I've set for myself like every three months I'm mm-hmm. just gonna try and go spa getaway <laughs> yeah I love it yeah. I love it That's what I, say I, do. I totally agree with you I think there's nothing like the freedom of knowing that you can take time for yourself Mm-hmm. And because it's something that I wasn't doing for myself for a very long time, now that I am, I really do appreciate it, and I don't. I try very hard not to sacrifice it, um, unless I really, really have to because I'm self-employed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but outside of that, like just as you said, I love going to get my nails done. I love a good mani pedi. Yeah, I love you know, like I'm a foodie, and I love mm-hmm. to just go explore new places to eat. I live on a very small island, but you'd be surprised how much 
you don't know about where you live until you start to get outside and you start to discover places. Um, and like you said, spending time with family and yes. friends and catching up with, with friends is so much fun, uh, especially when you haven't seen them for a long time. So yeah, I think those are, and the gym. Yes. Um, I'll endorse it ish. <laughs> um, I do go to the gym at least twice a week, but I also personal train twice a week. And there's a freedom in the personal training for me because I, I need to be pushed. I can't, I'm not, when it comes to the gym, I am not self-motivated when it comes to everything else, like work, business, I'm very driven and self-motivated because I know that unless I work for it, I won't get fed. Right. But when it comes to the, always with physical stuff working out it's not stuff that i like to do but mm-hmm. i will do it but i need someone to push me so two days yeah. a week i have my trainer who pushes me to to get stuff done mm-hmm. yeah so at least you know you're getting in the work you're getting in the work mm-hmm. yeah so good good for you self-care is important don't ever lose that side of you no matter how old you get make sure you're always finding moments to take care of yourself and also spending time with the people who love you because if you get too consumed then they'll get worried or they'll feel like you're distancing yourself and you don't want to do that so Mm -hmm. so good for you on that front good for you so let me ask you what are you reading watching listening to that you think our audience will appreciate okay so i actually just finished a book by brene brown um, called The Gifts of Imperfection. Mm. And to be honest, that book, it, that was a great book because it made me realise that mm-hmm. my imperfections are who I am. It's my yes. truth and it's my story. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to be perfect at everything. I don't yeah. need to. You know, this is something that, and it goes back to what I was saying before, like uh-huh. overthinker and imperfection. Yes. And that can play out in work a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I've started to realize over the the years that I started my career that you know it's okay to to not know everything and to be honest a lot of um my colleagues around me they know that I don't know everything but they'll still put me in a situation where it's like I don't know what I'm doing but they know I'm going to do a good job you're going to find it you're going to learn exactly so that really helped me to understand that I need to just embrace who I am and you know it's it's okay to Mm-hmm. so yeah that's i would definitely recommend that book it was a great one yeah awesome and include it mm-hmm. and i'm going to start reading another Brene brown book called dare to lead yes i um, love dare to lead have you read okay that's yeah one of my favorite friend. i'm actually reading friend. my first book for this year actually is a Brene brown book it's yeah. um, atlas of the heart oh yeah i've heard about that one yeah oh, yeah yeah fantastic yeah. powerful book and some, it took me two days to get out of the the beginning of the book right. because she was dropping so much truth mm. that I, I had to go back and kind of like read it over and like ruminate over it. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, but it's a fantastic book. But that's what I'm reading right now. I should finish okay. it in a few days, but yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Dare to Lead is a great book. It's one of those books. There's, there are about four books that I read every single year because th- either I get something new out of it or it just reaffirms certain things for me and s- kind of gives mm-hmm. me a good foundation for for my year. Um, Dare to Lead by Brené Brown is one. Um, 
Courageous, sorry, Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. That's another right. one. Um, HR and Purpose by Steve Brown. And Agile People by Pia Maria Thorne. I read those books every year. Those four books every year. Because it's either I learn something new, it reaffirms something for me, or it just gives me a really good foundation for how I'm going to work through the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Brené Brown, absolutely. One yeah, of these things. I'm, a, I'm working towards getting Brene Brown on my podcast. I'm yes. oh, that that into being. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you the big question. What is the biggest misconception about HR that really, really grinds your gears that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? I, I feel like it's what I mentioned before, um, mm-hmm. which really annoys me, which is, I think a lot of people don't think that HR can be a creative industry, but it it really can. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of ways in which we can be innovative um, and we do contribute to um, the growth of an organization based on the creativity that we can, we can come up with and contribute mm-hmm. to. Um, I just think a lot of people think, as I said before, it's very transactional and that's just not the case. I yes. don't and I think we need to dispel that. Like we need to make sure that people. Yes. Understand. <laughs> quickly, quickly. I agree with you. Yeah. I like that because really and truthfully, we're always creating. We're always innovating. We always have to come up with ideas to either get people out of trouble or to create products and services that will help improve the mindset, the way we engage employees in the workplace. So we really are a creative industry. And if TikTok has taught us anything, it is that HR people are really working those creative juices, either because they're not getting the opportunity to do it in their workplaces um, or they are, but they just feel like they need to share it with other people. And either way, I'm here for all of it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, Alicia Parchment, you have survived your time in the sound booth today. And I want to thank you for being here and sharing your space with me. I really do appreciate it. I wish you every success. I will be continuing to follow your journey and I will be supporting you and cheering you on all the way. Please tell our beautiful people listening to this podcast today where they can find you on social media. So you can find me on YouTube, Instagram and TikTok at HR Talks of Leash. And yeah, that's where I'll be. (laughs) Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Any last words you want to give to our audience? Um, I just think that if you are watching this, if you're an entry level professional or just in HR in general, and you know, you're thinking of getting into a creative space with social media, go for it. I think it's just so important for us to Mm. showcase ourselves. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Alicia. And have a good one. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HR Sound Off. I hope that you found it useful. You can find this and all other episodes of HR Sound Off on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Remember, HR Sound Off is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. 
Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR Sound Off on YouTube as well as Podbean. And we'll see you again when we next sound off.